You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here is Matt Hatfield. It's hour two of 757 Saturday Sports Talk, powered by Larry King Law. If you're injured in an accident, you know who to call. at 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D for Larry King. Hour one featured the likes of Bennett Conlon as well as Jerry Ratcliffe, Virginia Sports Hall of Famer. If you missed any of that, it'll be up on our podcast page, which you can find available online at PriorityAutosportsRadio941.com and ESPN Radio. 941.com as well here on the 6th day of May, the year 2023. It is Kentucky Derby Day, and we always like to bring this fella on the program when it's Derby Day or the Preakness or the Belmont, and he is the communications director for the Virginia Equine Alliance. He's worked at Colonial Downs, I think, since 1998. He'll correct me if I'm wrong about that. And you can follow more about horse racing on virginiahorseracing.com. We say hello to our pal, Daryl Wood. Daryl, how you been? Morning, Matt. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's the most anticipated day of the year in horse racing. It's Derby Day, and doesn't get much better than this, does it? No, it doesn't. We've had uh, some scratches this year, so it's a little bit different than in past years. But uh, there's still a field of 18 going postboard at about 6:57 p.m., and it's still the biggest day of the year. It's uh, the day when everybody wants to be a horse racing fan. So we've got a, you know, as uh, us in the Virginia racing business, got a. Put our best foot forward. Welcome, everybody, to the number of uh, off-track betting centers and places to wager around the state and uh, run for the roses, 657. Absolutely. We'll get to that in a little bit about the scratches and what they'll find on virginiahorseracing.com. But you mentioned about having skin in the game. Everybody loves the Super Bowl. Everybody gets involved with that. They love March Madness. They can fill out a bracket, and they love picking the ponies, whether it be win place or show. I want to get to this, though, real quickly, though, to start things off. Bob Baffert. Not not uh not at the Derby this year. I believe he'll be back next year. It feels like in some respects he's been made I don't know if whipping boy's the right word because Colonial Downs is one of the shows it's you know, it's vigilance for integrity, that stuff over the top, but a little bit like Rick Patino where he was in the wrong, got sidelined for it, but one of the best. He's the greatest trainer of all time in a lot of people's eyes. He'll be back next year with a vengeance, maybe some Max Scherzer comparisons with the rosin, what's legal, what's illegal. What's your feeling on no Baffert and does this really have any effect, people's thoughts on it, or is it gonna be forgotten about by the time we uh, get ready for the uh, you can't say kickoff, but the start of this race coming up later today. Yeah, it's certainly different. I mean, he's been the face of uh, racing uh, for the people that are Triple Crown followers, the people that once a year tune into NBC for the Derby, and that's you're used to seeing the the, the silver hair and the glasses. And, uh, you know, we said, obviously, great success over the years. Yeah, it's going to be different, but I don't think it's going to take any luster off this year's edition. I mean, Todd Pletcher had three. He lost one to a scratch, unfortunately, this morning, but Brad Cox has got four, so it gives other trainers a chance to uh, to share the limelight. But, yeah, he'll be back next year. And, um, I, I, again, I don't think it's going to lose any luster, though. And your comparisons to the other sports, I think, were spot on as well with Scherzer and the others. Yeah, it feels like a little bit of a Scherzer and Patino feel to him. Well, you mentioned the scratch. Obviously, Forte being at the uh, forefront of those scratches to go with, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong here, the other ones being Skinner, Practical Move, Lord Miles, and Continue Our uh, – you at all surprised at any of the big ones? I would think Forte's got to be at the Forte of that, right? Well, that's that. I mean, it hurts a little bit only from a from a Virginia perspective because Forte was uh, was bred by Virginia and Amy Moore up in Millwood, Virginia. That's where she's based out of. It's a Kentucky bred, 
but she bred the horse in Kentucky and then brought the foal home to raise at her uh, at her farm in Millwood. So there's definitely a huge Virginia tie. Amy's the president of the Virginia Thoroughbred Association. So we really have been pushing Forte around the state to different media outlets and uh, trying to get coverage and all the, the you know NBC and TVG and all the big guns did did great pieces to bring uh, Virginia attention to the race. So it hurt that the horse was scratched this morning. It was the betting favorite. So how often do you have a horse with Virginia ties as the favorite? Uh, it's been a while, but um, you know it's it's meant obviously for the safety of the horse and hopefully come Preakness and Belmont time we're going to see Forte on the uh, national stage again. With Forte out and not the betting favorite, you can go a lot of different ways. Some people like two fills. They like tap at trice. They like the Japanese horse, uh, Derma Sodagake. I hope I'm not butchering that uh, pronunciation here. <laughs> What's your feeling as far as is there a favorite in this race or is it very wide open now? It's extremely wide open, and it was wide open even with Forte because so many so many horses have the same uh, style, uh, running style in this race. So it wasn't uh, these three or four are going to get to the front and these – three or four are going to uh, going to close. Everyone's going to, it's more of a closing field than it is an early speed field. So how, how the field, uh, you know, goes out of the gate and where the horses then can position themselves is going to be the key. So I think there's great value for the, for the money in this event. And you mentioned the horse two fills, another Virginia connected horse because two fills broke his maiden last summer at colonial downs in New Kent. So that's kind of a, we, we as a Virginia industry have been rooting for two fills and Forte, but with Forte out, two fills will be the, you know, hopefully some eyeballs on this, uh, on this colt. What do you like most about two fills? Because I've been hearing a lot of buzz coming into the derby here that that's a horse to really circle. What do you like most about it? I mean, think, think consistent. I mean, the connections, uh, Jareth Loveberry uh, rode a colonial last year. Uh, he rode two fills in the, uh, in the maiden breaking win. Um, the trainer was based a colonial too. So there's, there's lots to like. Uh, from that perspective, but the horse has been really consistent. Um, most recently, coming off a big win um, at uh, Turfway Park, and their Derby Prep, the uh, Jeff Ruby Stakes uh, won dominantly by five and a quarter lengths. But uh, Jared Ludberry is a, is a great rider based in uh, Illinois and uh, gets center stage now at Churchill. So um, it's just it's the uh, kind of a hometown, you know, pick. <laughs> not often we got horses that went to Colonial Downs that go into the Derby and are not, you know, 80-1 to bombs. This horse has got a legitimate shot, especially with Forte out now. Sure, and with Colonial Downs, real quickly, we're talking with Daryl Woods, who has been connected with Colonial since the uh, late 90s. He's the communications director for the Virginia Quine Alliance. And check out virginiahorseracing.com at 757 Saturday Sports Talk here. Give us sort of a little bit of the history as far as the last horses to win, play, show at the Derby. You have that off the top of your head, or do you know as far as the Colonial Downs connection, or has it happened even? It, it really hasn't. Okay. Um, obviously, this is the 50th anniversary of Secretariat winning the, the uh, Triple Crown, the, the Derby Preakness Belmont, mm-hmm. all in record-setting time. But it was 50 years ago in 1973. So that that's what the Virginia racing legacy, uh, you know, Secretariat arguably may be the greatest horse, not just in Virginia, but ever. So that's something Virginia can hold its hat on. And, um, you know, we're celebrating that all year long. Uh, the turf course at, at Colonial Downs is named after the great secretariat. It's the secretary turf course. And there is a there is a statue, uh, a, a bigger-than-life bronze statue, that's going to be based in Ashland, Virginia, permanently. But this uh, the statue now is uh, doing kind of a, a, a trailer uh, tour around the country. Is a Churchill this weekend, going to the Preakness, then going to the Belmont, but will be at Colonial Downs for the Virginia Derby on September 9th. So we're really oh, wow. great way to celebrate arguably the greatest horse ever 
uh, during Derby Day with this uh, great statue out there. That's awesome. It is, it is hard to believe it's been 50 years since Secretariat, and we've seen the movie we know about. I know there was a neat story in the Washington Post from Chuck Culpepper, who we've had on the show before, uh, who used to write years back for the Suffolk Sun, and uh, I'm sure there will be a ton of buildup on the NBC coverage today about Secretariat, the 50-year anniversary. It'll probably get some goosebumps going, I think. And it's the other part of this is that I'm, I'm actually based at uh, the harness track that we run, called Shenandoah Downs, and it's up in Woodstock, Virginia, between Harrisonburg and Winchester. Okay. But actually, the, the statue of Secretariat is leaving Churchill Monday morning, is going to be based here for a week, en route to the Preakness. So we've got kind of a really neat score for folks up in the northwest part of the state to be able to see this uh, next weekend during the races. But it's uh, I've seen it in person. It's just magnificent. You get goosebumps just looking at it. Uh, it's, it's modeled after uh, Secretariat crossing the wire in the Belmont you know, 31 lengths the best with Ron Turcott up there. So it's just a stunning uh, monument uh, that fans can enjoy this year. That's pretty cool. People should go check that out for sure. Uh, Daryl, people love long shots, whether it's 27 to 1 or 32 to 1, fill in the blank. Uh, one of the circles, the horses I've got circled as a potential pick in a, in a win play show, a trifecta, superfecta, exacta, is 18, Rocket Can. I think it's got the, the ability to maybe close here with some speed. What's your feeling on Rocket Can A and B? Is there a long shot or two people out here listening and want to put some shekels down they should maybe circle or keep an eye peeled on? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Rocket Can's 30 to 1. Um, but again, post 18. He's going to get shoved in a couple, three spots now with the scratches, so he's not leading from as far outside as initially thought. So that's a big plus. And the horse started out the, the prep season with a big win at Gulfstream Park in the Holy Bull Stakes. Uh, hasn't done as well since then, but uh, Junior Alvarado certainly a good rider. Um, man, another long shot. Um, I'll tell you what, Cyclone Mischief, number 21. This is one of the three also eligible horses that gets in. Because of the uh, scratches, Jackie Irand Ortiz is going to replace Joel Rosario uh, in the irons for Cyclone Mischief. And Ortiz, um, this is just firsthand a colonial dance to see what a dominant jockey he is. But he was in town last summer, rode Virginia Derby Day and the following day, and he won five consecutive stakes races in front of us at New Kent. And just to see that talent and what a brilliant, phenomenal jockey he is, that's got to be a a couple ticks to the better for Cyclone Mischief. So I'm going to, my 30 to 1, uh, Matt's going to be on Cyclone, I think. All right, I like that one. That's, that's a good one here. As far as post positioning, people always ask me this. I'll throw it to you because you're the horse racing expert and aficionado here. Should people pay as much attention to the positioning, especially now with the scratches? I think because of the the unsure or, or the similar running style of the field and not not knowing how the race is going to begin uh, and what positions horses are going to get in. Normally, you would look at the rail horse hit show and think, eh, you know, the rail's going to be tough. But even the one and the two, um, I think you've got to look at here, verifying and hit show. Um, I, I really think this is going to be, I mean, we had Rich Strike last year win it at 80 to 1, paid 162 bucks. I don't know if we're going to see that, but I think there's going to be value, and um, it, it's a great betting race. Okay, so give us, uh, before we close up with what's on uh, deck there and what they can find on virginiahorseracing.com, give us Daryl Woods' pick here, because if you're right, we will let you gloat until the end of time. If you're wrong, we'll just delete the tape. Nobody will have heard it. But uh, give us what you think here. If you, if you have a win-play show, pick for us. Even 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 if Forte had run, I was going to take a tap at Trice, number five. Okay. Um, hot horse. I saw the Bluegrass Stakes on TV as last win. Uh, one of Todd Pletcher's uh, two horses he's got in here. Pletcher's just a 
phenomenal trainer. But Tampa Trice just really looked like the deal. He was he's five to one early. I guess that would have put him as second favorite anyways. Um, but Tampa Trice definitely. And I like the horse alongside of them, Kings Barn, only because Kings Barn can get to the front and win, and he can trail and come from behind and win. He's shown that uh, out in uh, Louisiana and Tampa most recently, but. I like the five and the six, and then I'm going to go for the long shot with the one we were just talking about that Ortiz gets the mount on, um, Cyclone Mischief. So I'm going to go five, six, 21. I like it. Five, six, 21. It adds up to 32, and that's the favorite uh, number of one of my favorite NBA players, Carl Malone. So I got it. There you go. We'll take that. Daryl, what can they find on VirginiaHorseRacing.com? And tell the audience if they want to get involved with the races today or all across the Commonwealth, how can they do so? A lot of places, Matt, especially out your way. There's uh, an off-track betting center in uh, – Chesapeake, Buckets Bar and Grill. Uh, you've got the uh, Rosie's Gaming Emporium at uh, Hampton. And uh, you've got the uh, Emporium in New Kent as well. So three places kind of about the listener's way. There's online sites like TVG, Express Bet, Twin Spires uh, you can wager with. But, um, yeah, there's 14 different places around Virginia between online and, and at-site places that you can wager. So it's the most ever. Hopefully it's going to generate the most interest, the biggest handle. And, of course, this all leads to the Colonial Downs uh, racing season, which starts July 13th and goes through September the 9th. And this year, instead of running Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, running Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So hopefully more people from your neck of the woods and Richmond can get there when they're off work instead of running early weekdays. So kind of a neat summer coming up. No doubt about it. You'll have fun when you check it out at Colonial Downs. And he is a wealth of knowledge and information when it comes to horse racing. The very best, virginiahorseracing.com and the communications director for the Virginia Equine Alliance, Daryl Wood. Thank you so much. I'm sure we'll connect uh, Preakness Belmont time and enjoy the Derby. Thank you, Matt. You too, and always enjoy uh, appearing on your show. Appreciate Thank you it. so much. Daryl Wood with us here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk as we connect with you on the horses. The Aussies, it's Derby Day. It's 757 Saturday Sports Talk, and you heard his pick there, Risser. 5-6-21. Tap it, Trice, Kings, Barnes, and the long shot pick, number 21. Latest I looked is 32-1 to for Cyclone Mischief. So we, we can take those picks and tell Ed Young you can't have them. Not for you. That's for us. We'll come back and hear from another old Wiley veteran. Kurt Newsom. I said Wally Veteran. I was talking about Ed Young. Yeah, Wally Veteran. No. Kurt Newsom, the head football coach of the Wasps of Emory and Henry, who once led Kickatin and Heritage High to some playoff glory here in the 757. He's a Phoebus High School graduate and getting ready for year number nine at the helm. He had a football camp this past Tuesday at Catholic High in Virginia Beach and had more than 140 kids there. It was like almost triple what they had a year ago at the one at Booker T in Norfolk. And we caught up with Coach Newsom. That's coming your way next here on the program. It's 94.1. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here is Matt Hatfield. Back here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk, powered by Larry King Law. LarryKingLaw.com is the website to find out more. If you're injured in an accident, you call them to it. 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D for Larry King. Matt Hatfield here with you. A.J. Risser, other side of the glass today. The coach, Ed Young, will join us later on. You heard Daryl Wood's derby picks. You'll hear Ed's later on in the show when he joins us. And if you listen to the show with our football picks, you know not to take what Ed says. Go the other way. Don't pick those horses because you'll end up not winning any money. Hey, A.J., real quick, before we get to our interview, our next one. Who's got a better nickname than Emory and Henry? The Wasps. How great is that nickname? 
Who's got a better nickname? It's as good as it gets, right? As <laughs> you're sitting there shaking your head. What, what, what's wrong? The Wasp. That's a great nickname. The Terps. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Orioles. Uh, well, the I Terps? mean, you, there's three ways I could go. I could go the Terps, the O's, the Ravens. Uh, no. The, I mean, the, the Wasps. Flock. That's as good. Well, there's a lot of fans around here that say Monarchs or say Spartans or say Pirates or say, if you're a high school team, Warriors, Tigers, Braves. Ravens, Lions, flock, baby. Tigers, Bears. Oh, my. Wasps. That's just so unique. I mean, people love the Spiders for Richmond. Ugh. It's all right. Cicadas would I be mean, cool. The, that's why the Washington football team should name their team. Literally the cicadas. The South cicadas. Carolina. The cicadas. The Gamecocks. The Gamecocks. Yeah. Well, there's something I could say back to that, but I'll leave that alone because we have our conversation with Kurt Newsom. And here's what he talked about with us. You get to listen to it now on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're pleased this time to be joined by the head football coach of the Wasps of Emory and Henry, Kurt Newsom. Coach, uh, thanks for stopping by. Another big, great turnout for you all here in this camp here in Hampton Roads. And you got to be excited for football right around the corner here in 2023. There's no question. We do have a great turnout. You know, there's only four Division II schools in the state. Virginia State, Virginia Union, UVA-wise. Last year, we signed 36 kids from Virginia. And, uh, you know, it's the two places I've been, JMU and, and Virginia Tech, Virginia kids came first, and mm-hmm. they, they still do here. That's a remarkable count, 36, because I'd venture to say, I haven't looked at Virginia State and Virginia Union and, and UVA Wise's board. It's not nearly as many, and I think that goes back to sort of that old-school mentality you have of when you were at JMU and Virginia Tech. Protect your home turf in the Commonwealth, right? No, no question. You know, Coach Beamer said it best. You know, if, if you're getting in-state kids, their parents are going to be around. Right. And uh, if their parents are around, they're going to behave a little better. <laughs> and they're going to work a little harder. And uh, I, I think that makes sense. And, uh, you know, this is this is my home. I, I went to school here. I've recruited here my entire – and I coached here, of course. And then uh, I recruited here the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I've, this place is special to me. Mm-hmm. And it's close enough for the parents to come to the games. And even though it is about a seven-hour hike from Tidewater to uh, Emory out there, you've been able to mine uh, all different parts of the state, Coach, be it Northern Virginia, Richmond, and right down that neck of the woods there in Southwest Virginia, you've got right. some good sleepers in this latest class. No no question. And it, it's uh, these combines have been a big help. Actually, we signed uh, 27 guys from these combines uh, that we had last year. Tell me about uh, last season. You got to a four and two start, making that transition from Division three ball to Division two. Um, but you played some competitive squads, and we see it all the time, whether it be in college football on a given Saturday in Division one, and you used to coach there at that level with Virginia Tech and James Madison. Upsets happen. We watch it in March Madness with the college basketball tournaments. A lot of the big boys. I mean, okay, you don't have as many of those guys, the quantity and always the quality, but you have some good football players that are all set, all region level kids on your roster. Oh, there's no, no question about it. The football in this league is is so much better than people realize we were fortunate last year in that we had a lot of division three kids that were older kids and uh, we just kind of ran out of depth we got off to a great start and then we uh, we lost to Newberry in double overtime who who won the conference championship and then we beat uh, Wingate who came to the final eight in division two so and had a big win over Virginia Union so uh, you know we know what it takes in this league 
and we've got to get better up front on both sides of the ball. That's probably the biggest difference mm-hmm. that I noticed. Yeah, the line play. I know you lost a good chunk of your defensive front. A couple of yeah. kids that were out of state. One from Florida, I believe, was a big-time stud for you, right? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Uh, Jay Swagmire, yeah. and he was a really good player. So so we've got some holes to fill up front, but I like the guys that we're bringing in for this year. Things are so different now with social media and NIL, the transfer portal, but I know football is still football. You're watching film, you're evaluating. When Kurt Newsom walks into a given high school, what are the things you're looking for out of a prospect, be it the, the character, the grades? What are the things that's, that you separate this player A from player B? Well, I mean, his attitude, you know, you, you can, uh, you know, you can't get a scholarship because you smile. But but it's a lot easier to talk to one that's smiling. You remember and, it more, right? No no question about it. And uh, so that's 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 important. Their character, you know, we don't. The coaches. All I want to know from my high school coach is what kind of kid he is. You know, we can watch film and do our evaluations, and but just tell if he's a good kid. You know. He's he takes he's at the front of the bus. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like when you go to a restaurant, you sit down, you see something on the menu that looks good, but until you've tried it, you've learned all about it, and you've tasted it. All right, now I know I want it, or no, I like it. No question about it. That's kind of the way recruiting works. Now it also works the other way around. When a prospect comes to Emory, whether they're from the 757, the 804, Northern Virginia, or in your backyard, they're in Southwest, or perhaps outside the Commonwealth. What would you say distinguishes your program from others, be it the Division II level or other schools they may be considering? I, I would like to think we have a coaching staff that cares about players. And, you know, I've been in this business long enough to know a coach's job is to get you to play harder than you think you can. And you better care about them to get that done. So I, th- I think our family atmosphere, knowing that we've got small classrooms, we've got great alumni, we were third or second in the league in attendance the first year out mm-hmm. you know people care about football and you're going to be treated right mm-hmm. this is year what coming up for you at emory nine nine what's different from besides the obvious of going from division three to division two from year one to year nine now with you there in your program well the <laughs> the biggest difference is walking in a building and not telling them they've got to spend thirty-five thousand to come <laughs> to school here you know that's uh that's the biggest deal and it's opened up it's opened up recruiting areas. You know, we just couldn't, when the ODAC, we couldn't come here mm-hmm. and get football players. Yeah. And now we, we can. We're going to be fully allotted scholarship-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our, our uh, administration is really working to help us. So uh, we've got support there. So um, really enjoying the transition. And when you have the, the double the output when you go to a camp like this one here in Tidewater compared to a year ago, the one in Norfolk, I mean, that's got to get you re-energized about, wow, we're pointing upwards, and there's a lot of buzz about your program, no pun intended, with the Wasps. Yeah, yeah. well, Quentin Hunter's done a great job. He he was our offensive coordinator, and he left to go to UVA Wise, and he came back home where he belonged, and he's he's done a super job uh, in organizing this, and uh, it's so enjoyable for me to come home mm-hmm. and see all the coaches I know and, and that type of thing because you know this is home yeah it is whether you're going to a tides baseball game or you're just gonna spend a Friday night you go to a racetrack go to a high school and there's so much here around 757 I know you love and lastly what can the uh, fans out there expect out of your program this coming year I know you mentioned you got to replace some guys up front defensively I believe Grayson Overstreet's gone offensively he was a great player oh, no what's question. it looking like for your group offensively defensively I thought we transitioned well in the spring uh, you know we're, we're really big 
big on the offensive line. I think we're going to be able to compete even better next year there. And we've got some guys on the D. We've got a couple transfers that I think one offensive lineman from the University of uh, Maryland and a defensive lineman that was a three-year starter at Wagner, mm-hmm. which is one AA. So mm-hmm. we, we've kind of patched some holes with some transfers like everybody else in America, and that hurts these guys. You know, it's – but, you know, that's that's part of it. Well, I lied. I got one more for you because I could talk with you all day. But as being a former high school coach and now a college coach, head coach, assistant coach, those things, with the, with the portal and NIL and different things, and, and where you all sit, has it affected your level as far as you've got to watch the portal and everything with it constantly that the guys at the big boy level does? And what's kind of your view of it being a guy that used to be a high school coach and how some of these coaches now deal with it? Yeah, it, we are on it every day. And, uh you know, we, we are attacking specific needs with the portal, but it, it's it's rough on a high school coach and a high school player because there's guys now that would get recruited, but because of the portal, you know, they're going to take an older guy that's played college snaps. And, uh, you know, that thing of, uh, you know, growing your own and, and, and that is not as big a part as it, as it used to be, you know, the developmental stage is a little less than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Well, it's always a pleasure to see you, and I know football's around the corner when I see you here in May at these camps. Thank you so much, and all the best. Great to see you, and I appreciate everything you've done for this area in your coverage and, and the way you do it with a passion. That's Kurt Newsom, head football coach of Emory & Henry, gearing up for his ninth season at the helm. He used to coach at Kickatan High School, Heritage High School in Newport News. He's a Phoebus High graduate, also was an assistant for Many, many years in the Commonwealth at Virginia Tech and James Madison, where he recruited a number of players across the Hampton Roads area and 36 in-state signees for the Wasps this year. They'll open it up September 2nd at Concord, and then they go to Bluefield State. Then at Newberry, they're a home opener on the 23rd of September against Wingate, and that'll be an interesting matchup there. So 757-687-9494. We'll get you in here. Light them up at 757-687-9494. You have a couple minutes here before we take a break. Uh, AJ, right now, NBA Finals revision pick because, as you know, I was very disgruntled about the Milwaukee Bucks. My pick to beat the Nuggets in five last week on the show. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you and Ed both ahead. Was it Boston and Phoenix in the final? Is that right? I, it sounds that right. Sounds right. I tell you what, though, I, I'd be lying if I uh, if I said I wasn't rooting for Sacramento. You mean you were rooting for? So they're not, they're not, I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, that was such a, a fun Steph Curry. Yeah, that was a good. That series. was a fun series. I and, was. And I mean, to, I really thought they had a chance. I was ready to declare a Denver Boston final last night. Had Denver uh, completed that comeback, they took the lead after being down sixteen against the Suns, but then Booker. Durant and company. Actually, two big shots late in that game if you stayed up with it late by T.J. Warren for Phoenix. I'll tell you what's so wide open, though. Good luck predicting it. The NHL. My gosh, the Bruins, who had a historic season. Was it 64 wins, something like that? They get done. The Avalanche, who had some injuries, defending champs, they're done. Carolina looked great last night, beating the Devils 6-1. You've got Edmonton trailing Vegas 1-0. I think the winner of that series may very well win it. But you got Florida... The surprise team who won the President's Cup last year up 2 nothing on the Leafs. And they've won, like five straight road games. The Maple Leafs were viewed as, I think, the favorite by the odds makers coming in. Then Dallas and Seattle, the Kraken and the Stars deadlocked at one apiece. The Hockey's had some Game 7s, a little bit more unpredictable than the uh, basketball right now. Big game tonight with Warriors at Lakers. L.A. favored by 2.5 for a game number 3. My feeling on that one is I think it's going to go 7. I think the Lakers blow them out tonight. 
Was not surprised one bit by the Warriors blowing them out in Game 2. I think the Warriors will win a thriller in Game 4 to even it up at 2-all. Go back to Golden State, win Game 5, lose Game 6, win it in Game 7 in a thriller. I think the Lakers need to get to Golden State up 3-1, not tied 2. Because if they get back to Golden State for Game 5, tied at 2, it's advantage Warriors. So if the Lakers are going to win a series, they, got, they better do it in 6. Don't go to a Game 7 with that team and the defending champs with Curry and Thompson and that crew. Too much experience, and you do wonder at any moment, could AD or LeBron... Uh, you know, tweak an ankle, something happened with a bone, and boom, that could be it for them. Uh, the Heat Knicks, that series is hard to watch. I know people love it that are old school. Let's be honest. There are guys being left open for jump shots that can't make them in that series. That is just not a great series. It's just not. The winner of Boston Philly is going to take it, and I think Boston's in the driver's seat right now. The one guy for Boston I don't trust is Marcus Smart. He does some weird things late in games. He would scare me if I'm a Celtics fan. I mean, I still go back to when we were making these picks uh, before the playoffs started, and we asked a question about which team has the most pressure. I it's still it's still oh, Philly. It. Oh, you think it's Philly? It's still Philly. I don't Philly. think so. Well, now there might be because they're down two one. But they won game one with Harden having a great game. You know, you feel like uh, Doc I mean, you got Embiid out here curb stopping people. Well, that that was not pretty. That it wasn't was, it, it wasn't intentional, obviously, but man, I mean, that was still wasn't pretty. Holy smacks! Yeah, I, Philly better win Game Four. It's going to be done in five. I, I, I just don't know. I think Boston's just better. Just watching, they're just better. I mean, Boston should have won Game One. They should be. If you're a Celtics fan, you feel like you should be up three nothing in that series. That's how you feel, even with Harden having a great Game One. Harden's going back to Houston. He, you can see after the first great game, he's checked like he checked out. That guy's not. He's not engaged into it fully. I hate to say that, but he's just not. I mean, he's you got to think Boston's got to make up for the Bruins. That it collapse here so here's a quick poll or question of the day who's had the best playoffs in the nba jimmy butler or devin booker i might have to go well, booker booker's been i mean so you efficient. look at you look at what last night if you heard me in my first update i yeah. mean last night combined score with with kevin durant and devin booker was yeah, but 86 points katie didn't shoot well what was his field goal percentage i didn't last see night? that I just it saw was not he's, great he's, he's, he had uh 39 points he did but he shot he had a lot of free throws he was 14 to 16 he was 12 to 31 from the That's, floor one to five from three 31 31 shots to get 39 points I mean, booker got 47 on 25 shots i i completely understand that i'm just yeah. saying when's the last time you saw a duo oh, like that. Shaq and Kobe. You 86 go back. points. Yeah, you got to go back to Shaq and Kobe in 2001 or 2002. I mean, that's it's unheard of. And Booker had nine assists, by the way. I, I think as great as Butler's been, I think Booker's making harder shots, shots of difficulty at a greater clip than uh, even Mr. KD. I right. think, I th- oh, sorry, sorry. I, no, just saying, I think Miami's just surprised me the most. I mean, and mainly because that that series against Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean to win that in five. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. So, would you change your pick now to Boston, Denver, or are you are you going to stick to your guns and you think Phoenix can find a way without Chris Paul? After last night, I mean, this is where Kevin Durant takes over. Well, it's, they are favored by four for tomorrow's game number four in Phoenix in the I Valley mean, of the I, Sun. I'm not going to change it. All right, I'll, I'll Manning, stick with well, Phoenix. I, I can I can appreciate that. I think I think it's going to be Denver now. I'm going with the Nuggets to win the whole thing. And then I'll buy Chicken McNuggets for everybody. Because I, I declared that three years ago when they were the favorite by Vegas to win a title. I'd buy everybody at Max Media Chicken McNuggets. They won the championship. Now, I didn't say that for this year. I said that three years ago, and it didn't happen. So, All right, we'll see if Ed Young wants Chicken McNuggets. He'll come back and make his derby picks with us. You have a couple minutes to hop in here if you like it. 757-687-9494. Connect with us on our social pages, too, including 757 Sports Talk on Twitter. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk, powered by Larry King Law on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. 
This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. That's right, we found him. Ed Young out on the road again. His Yankees lost. But I did hear someone said he was doing a Bobby Valentine impersonation with a mustache. He's going around saying his name is Teddy Young, not Ed Young. So he can offer some NIL deals and not get in trouble for it. He's the head basketball coach at Nansman River, but he cannot offer anything under Nansman River. So he has to do it under the Ball Stars or Warriors for Life or Young Stars Travel Organization as we bring him back in the show before he starts another rant. We, we have limited time. We have to get to our derby picks in a little bit. So uh, can you confirm or deny any of those accusations that I just threw out there? I am currently working on two NIL deals for two youngsters. It has nothing to do with Nansen River. Uh-oh. But um, they will probably be playing for Nansen River. But everything oh. is done the right way. I followed precisely um, the VHSL guidelines. Uh-oh. All those Ed Young detractors, he just said it on public radio airwaves that he's working on NIL deals. So investigate him. Go after him hard. Fine-tooth comb. Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> let's ride, baby. He's. I have found a loophole, and I will take advantage of it. Thank you very much, Virginia High School League. See, doesn't it feel better than just getting all, all hot and bothered and you all fired up? Just Hold play on. by the rules. I'm, I'm, wink, wink. Uh, I'm still um, hot and bothered because there's too many out there who will corrupt the system and do it wrong. But. You know, the devil walks among us in all phases of life. So. Well, that's a good way if the devil does walk walk in all phases of life. But you said corrupt the system. Wasn't it already corrupt before this was instant? Like what? What it just be? It just became corrupt overnight when this when they said we're going to let this happen. Is that is that your view of this? No, that's right. It's already been a flawed system that. Okay. Yeah, you know, very similar to the NCAA. And I don't want to sit here and bash Virginia High School League because again, there's 25 states that have. Um, said it's okay. So, um, no, I think it's 28 yeah. now. I think there's been two more since your rant okay. two weeks ago. Well, like I said, they're going to find out they created a monster that they really, really don't have a weapon for. So, you sound kind of like, like a Debbie Downer. Who, who? <laughs> I like that one. Who was that? Hey, I need to, where is Stewie? I have not heard my. Oh, I thought Stewie that was someone like in his car. That that was wait, wait that was that a soundbite? That literally sounded like he had some lady in his car that said, "You sound like a Debbie Dent." Wow, Risser totally fooled me. I thought that was like I thought that was some lady that was with you in the car. You sound kind of like a Debbie Downer. Wow. We need to give Risser an nil deal. And then he'll take that. It's about time. It's about time. That's right. We we got to get him a deal. In fact, I'm going to hire Risser. As my guy to get my NIL deals for my players. Okay, yeah. He's going to be the go-between. He is the go-between. He'll be the middleman. So he'll be the guy with the backwards basketball baseball cap at the AAU event handing out business cards. Is that is he going to be that guy? With Boy, I'm getting chains. myself in hot water saying this stuff, by the way, all these thoughts out loud. Go ahead. Hey, and he'll have three chains. He'll have three. Oh, man, now you're really starting. See, we're, we're going down a path. There's no return with this. All right. And he'll be wearing a sweatsuit. Have you first of all, Ed? Have you looked at the Derby? Are you are you prepared to make your picks, or do you need more time to uh, research? I am this? ready to roll, baby, okay. with the ponies. I wish I was there. One of my bucket lists, whatever that means. I'm going to the Derby. 
Oh, you've never been in your life? As I hear the the, the big truck no. in the background honking for you to go. Are you in a parking garage? That must be. I heard someone honk the horn twice. That... I'm, getting, I'm getting ready to get out. Oh, you're getting ready to get out. And the okay. windows are down. And the windows, that's good. To, yeah, that's <laughs> no, good. To... No, is there too much feedback? No, no, you're good right now. You're the, oh, we're just glad that someone locked their vehicle. You're, you're better You're better, You're better. better than you were the other day when you were flying through a wind tunnel. It sounded like me with my interviews over there by uh, by the oceanfront, uh, which which people always joke me about to this day. Um, whether if I'm, if I'm over at Ocean Lake, sports plug interviewing people, the wind, and which that's part of why I didn't go to a couple of the uh, showcases I was going to go to this week for some interviews that I knew they would get bad feedback. But anyhow, uh, all right. So who's going to go first here? R- R- AJ, you want to go first with this with the uh, with the Derby picks? You have a win place show selection for us here. Win place show, huh? Yeah, we, we don't have any horse racing. Music, well, we? you know, in honor of the events that are happening in England right now with the what I don't even know what they call it. The coronation you know what? My of the folks, king. My, this is this is a good one here, real quick. I'm gonna tell. This, I'm glad you said that. My folks asked me last night. I'm I'm sitting there watching the uh, the Suns, and the, I got back from doing some lacrosse last night. By the way, at the Sportsplex, I was calling lacrosse again at last night. Did you watch that Kemsville and Lansdowne on the stream, or did you not watch that? It is taped to be viewed later. Okay, you're watching. That's a good, good answer. I get home last night. Nine fifty is the long story for that. How that got back a little later than I thought. And they said to me, "Can you program our TV?" To come on. First of all, I don't think you can program a TV to come on. I think you can program it once it's on to go to a certain channel. Or to record. There you go. But I don't I, now if if someone call in at 757-687-9494 or text me on my personal self, you have it. I ain't giving out over the air because I'll get eight thousand. Come on, texts. what is it? No, we're not doing it. It's seven five seven. But let me know if there is a way to do this because I've never heard that you can program the TV to turn on, like like the clap light. I don't think you can. Oh, I don't think you can. Like you know, people clap to turn the TV off and turn the lights off in a room. Clap on, clap off. That's what Ed does at night. Turns his claps, claps his hands. Uh, if you're happy and you know it, then you surely will show it. But they wanted us programmed at it was on at 5 a.m. Is that right? They were airing at 5 a.m. I have no morning? clue. I think it was 5. I just remember, I tried to watch the news this morning. Oh. Just was, watching local news, you, you know, get the weather and stuff you like can't. that. And uh, nah, just no England. Chance. Did you watch that, Ed, this morning? Were you up at 5 a.m. walking a dog, watching that? I was walking a dog, but I, I've taped it for future view. <laughs> Everything you've taped for future view, which means you never get to it. I thought that's, we had to stop worrying about them like 300 years that's ago. His, that's his new line. He'll watch that when he'll watch the replay of the Diamondbacks Nats from last night on Masson. That's what he'll do. All right, Rister, go ahead with the Derby. We've killed enough time. Well, derby yeah, in, in honor of the King, and uh, oh, I see where you're going there. I believe uh, Daryl was it, Mister Daryl Wood earlier. Daryl Wood, yeah. Who who brought this name up? And well, I'm looking well, at the Don't give odds. the picks up because if Ed wasn't listening, he's going to copycat. So don't be careful now. Well, I got to give my pick. Yeah, you can do that. Go okay. Ahead. Give me King Russell. King Russell. King Russell. In honor of the late great Bill Russell, right? Sure. What do you mean, sure? I just went with it because it's got King in it and. Yeah. England's got a new king today, and today, and the Celtics just doing got kingly the things. Yeah, Sacramento. Hey, the Kings were back this year. Yeah, they were back. The Celtics were in honor of in honor of the great, great Bill Russell. In honor of all things Kings, we're going with King Russell. That's twenty three horse at thirty two to one, right? Thirty two to one. All right, I'm taking the win there. Uh, ugh. After that, we're gonna go uh, in honor of me saying that the Phoenix Suns. Are going to win or at least make oh, the finals you, in the are NBA? You, are you going Sun Thunder? Is that where you're going? I am going to go Sun Thunder. That's a 13 horse. Write these down. Sun Thunder second. Okay. And then uh, lastly, I, I just love the name. It's just it's built into the name. Ooh. Confidence. 
confidence game number four Ooh, at 17 to one. Look at that trifecta. I wonder what that pays if you could hit the wrister trifecta. 23-13-4, King Russell, Sun Thunder, and Confidence Game. That's his picks here. Now, Ed, you cannot pick you cannot pick the favorite forte. It's been scratched if you haven't heard. You can't pick my dad's favorite horse from a couple years ago of Hidden Stash. That's not racing today. But go ahead. Yeah, Hidden Stash. Coach wants Rich Strike. He can't pick Rich Strike, which won it last year at 80-1. So you already eliminated Hidden Stash, Rich Strike, and Forte. Give us your win-play show that people can make sure they don't take because you'll take it. And if you win the money, we'll never hear from you ever again. Secretary also not in it. If he wins the money, he'll have a lot of NIL deals. Go ahead. What about a Seattle Slough in? No, you can't have Seattle Slough. Seattle Slough is eliminated. Rich Strike, Seattle Stash, and you can take Seattle Kraken for hockey if you like. So no no Seattle Slough, no Rich Strike, no Hidden Stash, and no uh, Forte. And also scratched, by the way, besides Forte, Skinner, the number nine horse, Practical Move, the number 10 horse, Lord Miles, the number 19 horse, and Continuar, the number 20 horse. There you have it. Wow. Hey, what happened to Forte? Not racing. It was uh, decided after the morning practice that he was gonna, not going to be racing today. So the doggone horses are doing load management now. Jesus. Well, I don't, know if, I don't know if you guys have noticed this or, or paid attention, but over the last couple of days, there's been some stuff going on at that, at that uh, horse park. Uh, several horses uh, had to be put down and, and died, and it's, 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 it's not good. It's always something. I was telling you during the break, this nefarious activity in the world of sports is, is not good. With the, the baseball betting scandal, you got this with the horse racing, some innuendo. It's just not a good feeling. And, of course, Ed's going to try to bleed it over to the, the prep route, the, le- the high school level, nefarious well, activity. Not- if you go deep, you'll know you'll find out an NIL and transfer portal has something to do with them horses. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure. All right. Let me go with Tappet Trice. Oh, you're going with one of the favorites. That's a shot. Go yep. figure. He does close like Mariano Rivera, I've heard. He's trained by Todd Pletcher. So there you go. The Rivera reference in comparison. That's why Ed's taking him. That's your that's your pick to win it? Yep. And give me is that King's Buns or what is it? The King's King's, King's Buns. Barnes. <laughs> Oh, King in the Barn. Okay. No, one word. King's Barn for two to to um show. Okay. I mean place. 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 Yeah. Win so you got Tappet Trice, the five horse at nine to two to win. King's Barnes, the six horse at ten to one to place. What is your show pick? All right, I gotta go out on the limb for the show pick, huh? Captain double check. Oh, he's going with Captain Double Check. That just sounds like a great horse name, by the way. Jimmy reincarnate reincarnate the seven horse so hold on a second and this is very interesting to me now you're going five six seven all running next to each other to go win play show first time in a history that sounds like some insider trading if that happens i'll buy you tickets to the subway series yankees mets that is not happening you are making a lot of bets. No, well, well, I just—I didn't think a bet. I said I'll just—I'm giving him a gift. It's ain't a bet. AJ, making... <laughs> what little you know. I mean, I'm just—I'm just saying, like you, <laughs> funny you know, that, that, you're, you're, funny, that's funny. Go you're ahead. giving coach a lot of darts to throw <laughs> against the wall. <laughs> it, 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 not gonna hit. Trust me, I, I know this guy too well. If he gets five, if that in that order, I'm not talking about if he's gonna say, "Oh, just like I had reincarnate." No, if it goes five, six, seven in that order. There's not a chance in the world that happens. I will say that I attempted to uh, reach out to my sister. If you if you guys don't know, uh, she lives in uh, uh, Paris, Kentucky, on a horse farm. Uh, I was not Paris, to, France. Paris, no, Kentucky. Paris, Kentucky, okay. just outside of Lexington. I did try to get some insider information. The text that I got 
uh, in in return was I have no idea who's racing. So uh, oh, that just shows luck. you uh, how much knowledge I have, and and you know my family really helps or, out. Or your sister don't really like you. It's one of the. Two. I mean, it's it's probably both. <laughs> Okay, so just to recap before I give you my win place show picture on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. We only do this three times a year for the, for the Derby, the Belmont, and the Preakness Stakes. Uh, Risser is going 23-13-4. King Russell to win at 32-1. Sun Thunder to place at 30-1. And Confidence Game to show at 17-1. Ed's going 5-6-7. Not 3-2-1 John Marshall. 3-2-1 Angola. Tick, tick, boom. He's going 5 6 7. Tap it, tries to win at 9 to 2. Kings Barnes to place at 10 to 1. Reincarnate 7 to show at 13 to 1. A lot of people didn't get that. Some people didn't get that little Angola John Marshall reference. That's a story of our time. And Hatfield's pick. I'm going with two fills to win. Yes, I like two fills at 7 to 1 to win. Why? Well, because that's just how I feel. Joe Mickelson? A lot of people like it. Eh, maybe he had, a good, he had a good showing at the Masters. There you go. That's a good point. So I'll go with two fills at 7-1 to one to win. My place pick, my second pick, tell you what, I am very torn on this. But, you know, Daryl Wood, he almost got me on the Cyclone Mischief. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there, though. I am going to go with his pick, uh, I believe, to take it, which was he had... Uh, didn't he have Tappet Trice, Rister? I think that's what he had. I think he did. Uh, yeah, I think I he had he Tappet Trice. I'm going to go with Ed's pick to place Tappet Trice. So give me Tappet Trice second at nine to two, and then my third pick, the dark horse that I like. I, I highlighted this earlier. Not Rocket Man in honor of Elton John, but Rocket Can, the number eighteen horse. Give me three, five, and eighteen. I'll go Rocket Can. So y'all at have an overlap. Seven to one. We do have an overlap. I, I think he feel, will get a horse. I feel really good about mine now. Well, you should because that pretty much eliminates us, and you're in the clear. I'm surprised. I wanted to take Dermo Sodagake, the Japanese horse, which is seven to one at seventeen, because people used to snicker about the Japanese horses. No joke. But the industry has grown. It's not a laughingstock anymore. It won the, the the Dubai race by five lengths. Exceptional time. Now nobody's ever won the UAE Derby, ever won the Kentucky Derby, but. Watch out for that horse. That could be the one I'm kicking myself I didn't pick it later. Derma Sodagake. You just wanted to say that name. I hope I said it right. I hope I didn't say it wrong. So there you have it. And that music playing in the background means we are out of time. We'll do it again next week. And I think, Ed, in two weeks we're going to be uh, on the road. It hasn't been approved, finalized yet, but we are efforting being back at our usual stomping grounds in the springtime at the Booplex, the palatious Boo Williams Sportsplex for the Hoop Group Southern Jam Fest to see our pals Rob Kennedy and Steve Keller. We've had on some great guests over the years like Bruce Hornsby and Tim Legler and Jay Billis. So that should be a fun time if we're out there in a couple weeks for that. It will be tremendous because you know we're getting Rob and Steve's take on the NIL high school transport. That's going to do it for the show. We thank all the guests from Bennett Conlin and Daryl Wood to Kurt Newsom and Jerry Ratcliffe for Risser Young. I'm Hatfield. Take care. Keep it tuned to 94.1 Priority Auto Sports Radio.